Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Inner Healing After Narcissistic Abuse podcast. My name is Jasmine, your host. If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here and for you to be listening along to um, hearing some of my journey and also a lot of what I teach and share in real life. So I'm really excited, happy to have you here. Just a quick announcement to remind everyone that I am coming to Melbourne in three weeks. I can't believe how quick the time has gone, honestly. Um, and I just wanted to remind you that I still have some tickets left to the Breaking the Cycle of Toxic Relationships workshop. And I just wanted to give you a thank you and therefore give you a discount to the workshop. Um, so if you'd like to come along and you haven't got your ticket yet, you can type in Melbourne 15, that's Melbourne 15, when you go to select a t um, ticket. Just type in the code before you um, purchase. It'll um, let you know where to do that on the Eventbrite website. So to find out more information about the workshop and what I'll be doing while I'm over in Melbourne, you can go to my website just to the events page. So it's www.feelinglife.com forward slash events and you can find out more there. All right, let's get into today's topic. Breaking the cycle of toxic relationships. This is a topic that I am so passionate about, as with everything that I do, but in particular, this is obviously the topic of the workshop that I'm bringing to Melbourne in three weeks' time. And I wanted to do um, an episode for you today. I recently shared a blog post on my website about the same topic, and I wanted to go into more detail and actually share more with you into really how to break this cycle. And I just want to start by saying that it really is a process. It does take time. There were no real ways of cutting corners to doing this, but honestly, I can say for myself and just seeing other clients that I've worked with, the the impact of this work and the benefits of doing the work, right? It's it's just proof in the pudding. It's really just amazing how really taking a step back and working through some of these foundational elements to rewriting your, you know, relationship with love and relationships, the relationship you have with yourself. You know, there are a number of things that we can do to help basically create the right foundation in order for us to then attract and be attracted to healthy relationships in our life. And something that I'm really big on that I always talk about is self-awareness. And self-awareness is so important. It's not the only thing, but it definitely is one of the foundational pieces because it helps to identify our past and to recognize the unconscious programming that we've basically developed over the years. And a lot of this is set in childhood. So this is why you may have heard this before from other people, why it's so important to go back to your childhood programming and to look at what you really experienced. There may have been abuse, there may have been trauma, there may have been a few different things that happened. Now, they may have been more extreme, but they may not have had to be, and they could have been mild. But at the end of the day, basically, as children, what we're doing is we're constantly trying to make sense of the world around us. 
So there are different experiences that we may have had in childhood where we then basically created a conclusion. We created the conclusion that we weren't lovable, we weren't worthy, where we weren't good enough, you know, all of those things along those lines really formed concepts and beliefs that we created about ourselves. And they could have been just small things that you experienced, but like I said, they could have obviously been more repetitive and in a lot of our cases, you know, experiences in childhood from narcissistic parents parents who had drug or alcohol addictions, other types of mental illness. And so, you know, they're very chaotic and disruptive environments to grow up in. And that can be really, you know, impactful and damaging on a child's development. So I just want you to remember that it is really a lot about your upbringing and your programming and conditioning in those early years. But the great thing is that we can really turn around the programming that we've got that we've basically moved through our childhood with and into adulthood and we can change that now we can't change the past but we can definitely have an impact on how those early years impacted our adulthood and this really can only be done through that self-awareness by starting to navigate and explore what we've experienced and to challenge some of our belief systems So we really want to look at some of those motivating and contributing factors that influence our decision when it comes to meeting a new potential partner. And this is really important because I know that really when it comes to meeting narcissistic people or, you know, anyone else with, um, like I said, addiction problems, anything like that, where you're in that codependent type of dynamic, Um, it's really important that we're actually looking at, okay, what is motivating us and what is actually the driving force behind wanting to be with a certain type of person? Are you going into the dating experience with an open mind, but also self-aware and conscious and knowing what you're looking for? So that involves having boundaries, knowing where you draw the line in the sand, um, having your values really crystal clear, and also having, obviously, a bit of an idea of what you're looking for in a potential partner, okay? So some people can get a little bit stuck in this because they think they have to work out their hair colour, their eye colour, their, you know, body type, how old they are, you know. All of those things can be part of the vision that you're, you know, what you're looking for in a partner, but really it's about the qualities of what you want, the values that they hold, the lifestyle that they have, and the vision for their life. I think if you can really start to work on those elements, you're going to get to start to get a much better idea of what you're looking for. And that is not something always that you can see from a person when you meet them. It's really about the experience and, and tuning into how you feel when you meet them. You know, as I say, our body is a really big indicator and antenna to helping us to recognize when, you know, something feels off or when it feels good. So start to tap into that more. Now, this is something that I dive deeper into in the workshop um, that I'm running in Melbourne. I'll be taking this across Australia in the next few months as well. So do stay tuned for that. But basically, it is an experience that we have to have. We have to learn how to tap into this. We can't just analyse and think our way to that a lot of what I share in the podcast is educational. It is 
going to help you have a logical, conscious understanding of what you're looking for. And that is going to help you to, you know, start to consciously make better choices and decisions when it comes to dating and relationships. But it's not the only thing. So another aspect that I really focus on and that I will be bringing in this workshop is how to create a healthy sense of self. You know, how can we relate better to ourselves? Now, a lot of people might actually not know or understand that that is actually a thing. I always say to my clients, you know, I do talk to myself, I do have this internal dialogue, and I'm very conscious and aware of how I'm speaking to myself. And again, this is practice, it takes time, and it's something I believe that you really just have to continue to work on. It's not something that you can just master and then it goes away. Because again, if we've had this programming growing up um, where we've been super critical with ourselves or we've had a parent who's been super critical, we're going to be more inclined to fall back into old habits. So it's something that you just have to continuously keep up with. So part of creating that healthy sense of self is the way in which you talk to yourself, the way in which you relate to yourself, and that then forms the basis of how you relate to others because we don't show people how to treat us by telling them. We show them how to treat us by the way in which we treat ourselves, and that is all very behavioral and action-based. So start to create healthier ways in which you talk to yourself and the way in which you treat yourself. And part of self-love and self-care, obviously, is doing nice things for yourself and feeling good in your body. But this is so much more than just, you know, getting your nails done, getting your hair done, having a massage. They're all, you know, great things to do, but we need to learn how to cultivate that inner feeling without having to, again, seek so much externally outside of ourselves for that feeling. And so it's really about having a good toolkit of practices that enable enable us to sorry, cultivate that healthy sense of self. Again, if you're not able to come along to one of the workshops, um, I do obviously work one-on-one with clients and this is something that I'm able to help more in person or via Skype, which is the way I mainly do my sessions. So again, if you're really wanting some one-on-one support um, and some obviously personalized support, I do recommend that you reach out to me. Um, You can send me an email at feelinglife at gmail.com and we can, yeah, look at basically helping you through that process one-on-one. Another aspect, and this kind of goes back to how we create a healthy sense of self and how we relate to ourselves and how we feel good about ourselves and in our body, is by actually having some of these embodiment practices to learn how to reconnect back into our body, into our feminine, to experience pleasure and sexuality and sensuality. How do we really start to cultivate these feelings? Because they're always available to us, but I know for myself it's something that is easy, easily forgotten when you're busy and you're stressed and, you know, life is throwing a million things at you. And it's something that I recently experienced moving house. Um, you know, there were a number of things that happened and I did feel like I was a little bit off balance. I did feel like in my recovery from narcissistic abuse I was feeling like I'd regressed a little bit. 
And I realized it was because I'd completely let that self-care element, you know, slip away. And I just was really complacent about needing to look after myself. And, you know, it was just a great reminder that it is something that we just have to constantly work on. And then when we do slip up or we do forget and we find ourselves really not coping, that we are gentle with ourselves and remind ourselves that we were only doing the best that we could in that moment. So it's just, you know, the the more that you learn and practice these things, the more that you're going to be able to come back to them quicker. So it's about really how do we bounce back quicker because we're going to have these valleys and peaks in our life. But when we're in those valleys and we're in the depths of that pain and whatever we're experiencing, how do we allow ourselves to be in that process but resurface a lot quicker? I know when... I was really in the depths of my pain and, you know, awakening through this whole experience of narcissistic abuse. I would spend weeks and probably at one point months in that pain. It was just, you know, as you probably have experienced, really painful and really challenging. And I found because I didn't fully have the support that I needed or, you know, in hindsight should have had or connected to, um, and I didn't have these these tools and skills to basically help me navigate that. And I think when you start to, you know, experience the highs and lows um, over time, you actually just learn how to navigate those lows a bit better. And you also, I think, have a better and greater appreciation and gratitude for those peaks, you know, those highs when life is great, when things are really flowing. And so it's, I guess, in life about just being present with the contrast of that. I think that's what makes life as a human being, right, makes the journey and the experience what it is because we have emotions we have feelings and it's about how do we navigate the highs and the lows because that's what we're ultimately going to experience and it's just something that you should or can get into the habit of actually changing you know how are you going to change the trajectory of your life how are you going to create a more positive life experience for yourself and create a better quality of life. I think narcissistic abuse will always be something that you have in the back of your mind. I think that we can emotionally really let go of that. I think we can get to a place where we can really live a healthy life. But obviously it's something that we've experienced and if we think about our past, it's something that is going to come up. But how do we, you know, move forward with life having had experienced that and not having the trauma and the stress and the emotional pain that obviously came along with the experience? I think we can transform and navigate that once we have some of these tools in place. And lastly, the idea of reclaiming your power is so important because it's a full body experience and connection. It's about how do we harness our truth and voice and really, you know, implement some personal boundaries that come from a place of self-respect and discernment too. 
we we want to come from a place of love. We want to come from a place of discernment, you know, really recognizing and being aware of what we're choosing and and recognizing other people. I think narcissistic abuse teaches us how to read people and work with people so much more than I think any experience can. And if that's something, you know, that you take away from that painful experience, I think you've got a lot out of it. Um, everything that I do with the podcast and with the coaching and everything on my website is really about promoting this idea that we can't change the pain and the past of what we've experienced, but we can definitely change the trajectory of our life, where we see ourselves going and using that pain and really channeling that in a powerfully positive way. What can we learn? I think it's been part of my DNA and part of who I've always been to want to learn everything and know how everything works. And I think when I experienced this, I just went into that deep, you know, wanting to understand and navigate and experience and just, I guess, be in the mess of everything that I went through. And in hindsight now, I can see how much that's benefited me and how I'm able to now support other people through the process. And another key point, I think, is this idea that we don't just settle for anything anymore. We know what we want and we hold a standard for ourselves and our life. It's not just about changing the standard of our relationships. It's about changing the standard of our life, period. And I guess that's ultimately the benefit of breaking the cycle of toxic relationships because it's a, it's a whole body, a whole person experience and a change in who we are fundamentally in a really positive way. So I think it's about how we integrate and become the best version of ourselves. I know that sounds really cliche, but I really do believe that it is part of what we're meant to learn and experience um, through this, you know, type of abuse. And as I always say, you know, I understand how painful it is and if you're still in that process, you know, I just hope that these words help give you some, you know, inspiration and, you know, help you to be guided to the light, you know, to be guided through the darkness and know that it, the pain will wear off, you know, it, it does get better, it does take time, it does take a lot of nurturing and self-care and it really does take conscious effort and awareness and, you know, really working on yourself I know we can have so many excuses as to why we can't invest in ourselves or why we don't want to or feel like we can't, you know, put money towards our own growth and development. But every every workshop, every seminar, every experience in the personal development world that I've, I've had, even, you know, books and podcasts and videos, things like that, I know that they've just been the next piece of the puzzle for me in helping me to navigate and become the person that I am now and it's something that I'm seeking constantly not because I believe I'm broken but be because I truly believe that there is so much more gold out there for me so much more that I can learn I'm really hungry for that experience to learn and and just yeah go through that journey of life I know that for me 
a lot of my experiences were, you know, destination-based. It was like, okay, how can I get to this and how can I get to that? When I was missing the whole journey, the whole process, and, you know, that's another part of what I believe this podcast is really about and helping you to experience the journey, you know, and even the pain of what you're experiencing, even that is it's fundamental to the strength and the resilience of who you're going to become because it's like you're, you know, you're really digging deep into the depths of who you are and really about mustering all that energy and power and courage to, you know, put one foot in forward, you know, one foot in front of the other and just keep going day by day by day. I don't know how long I did that for until I actually felt like that worked. But trust me, I have been there. I have done that. I know how challenging it can be. And just keep moving forward. I think as codependents as well, a lot of the time we're used to that. We can handle a level of drama. We can handle a lot of chaos and dysfunction So we kind of almost feel like we deserve or should experience that. And when we don't have that in our life anymore, I think we start to feel really uncomfortable and weird. And I know that's for myself and so many other people, when you don't have that contact with a narcissist anymore, you feel like life is really plain and boring and there's no highs or lows and everything just feels really bland and plain. And, you know, it's about really creating a new normal for yourself and realising that, you know, breaking this cycle of toxic relationships is about also breaking that cycle and codependency to drama and addiction and, you know, the highs and lows of love addiction because that's ultimately what we're experiencing when we're in these type of relationships. So I hope that's helped you to understand a little bit more about how we can break the cycle, what's involved, and I'll be sharing in future episodes some more tools and practices of what you can actually do to start to embody and change that way of being and how to start to really embody how to break the negativity, the toxicity, the drama, the love addiction because It's in the embodiment that we create change. It's in the doing, in the every day-to-day actions that we create change. And that is why self-awareness is so important because if you're not self-aware, you don't know what you're doing and then you don't know how to make the changes. So when you start to be more aware, you start to actually see things a lot more clearly. You start to recognize your patterns And, you know, this can be a confronting process to start with. But the more you start to just work with that and play with those, you know, changes and and ways of being and actually challenging them and seeing if there's a better way of being and relating to yourself and others, the more that the changes will start to happen and they'll happen internally and therefore you'll have a different, you know, external outer experience in life. And I know that it can be challenging because when, you don't, when you're not seeing those results, you feel like you're not making progress. But 
even when you feel like you're taking five steps back, you're not. You're always moving forward, but the process and the journey isn't linear. It's not just a straight line up or down. You know, it's 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 circles. It's it's just twists and turns. It's constantly changing. So if you can remind yourself of that, then you can trust that you're doing the right thing and that you're in the right process. So I hope that's helped. As always, I love hearing your feedback and hearing how you're finding the episodes. And I'm also really always open to um, topics and ideas for things that you'd like me to share and talk about. So I look forward to chatting with you again in the next episode.